Dominate your opponent, man. Do whatever it takes to help the team win. Locked in mentality. Stay locked in. This is everything that we work for all season long. All the sacrifices get made to each other. Don't let down. Hold the series out. That's what we're here for, all right? What is up, everybody? Happy New Year. Welcome to, a wow, the first episode of Hoops and Cards this year and an exciting time in the NBA. A lot of players stepping up. Trey Young, 57 points. Are you kidding me? Man, I'm excited to talk basketball, cards, purchases, tops getting acquired by Fanatics. That's pretty insane. The new year, things we're seeing in the card market. The Western Conference All-Stars. Yeah, I did the East like a month ago, and now it's time to update the West here for you and uh, get your feedback on those. And some new releases, new opportunities in the card market. So, hey, yeah, it's been a week. It's been <laughs> been Christmas, New Year's. I've been sick and haven't felt like talking much, but uh, excited to get back with you. I am Gary, the host of Hoops and Cards, and let's get after it. So beginning a new year with you, welcome to Hoops and Cards. Friends, it, uh, I just, you know, sometimes at the end of the year or end of a year, you look back and you say, what was good about 21? What was memorable? What moments, what decisions, what people impacted your life? And, uh, uh, you know, I, sometimes I write down a list even of like my, I can, like, my top three movies of the year, my top three sports moments of the year, just make you just to remember. And uh, for me, last March, when we launched Hoops and Cards as a podcast, I knew, hey, there would be um, something I'd always enjoy talking about, the, the, the basketball NBA game. I love following it. Man, it is great to see Ja Moran back and totally cranking it up. He is... Yeah, he's an incredible player, incredible young man. You you hear what Kevin Durant said about him uh, after getting whomped by the Grizzlies and by John Morant. I think he had 46. Can't wait to see what Ja will be like over the next 10 years. And uh, I, I think he is one of the best investments for card collectors and investors, basketball I would, I would put him on my short list of top five players to uh, follow and invest in over the next 10 to 15 years. Ja Morant. Uh, so I always love talking about it. And uh, even even just the Memphis Grizzlies, I could, I could uh, if, we, if we bumped into each other at a card show, or if it's just me talking on your, <laughs> in your AirPods, the... Uh, I could talk about the Memphis Grizzlies for an hour right now. And they're just one of 30 teams. And then there's there's news every single day. There's games. There's performances. There's opportunities. There's guys like Kyle Guy coming back on one of those short contracts and just lighting it up from everywhere. There's Anthony Simons, who I guess he's not waiting for Dame to get traded to show us everything he can do. Holy cow. I think this was it 43 points last night 
lots of threes. He's still very young, and a lot of us in the hobby uh, wrote him off just because he didn't. We, we, we're sometimes so short-term or short-sighted. If a guy doesn't erupt in his first year or two, people forget about him. You know, what What could Marvin Bagley be in a different situation? You know, I and even to think about some of the best players in today's game, it took Joel Embiid a few years before he got starters minutes. It took Giannis three or four years before he was Giannis, you know? So I knew when we started this thing that I, I would always enjoy talking about the NBA, and I was getting in seriously once again to cards as a collector and an investor and enjoying all of the new places to buy and sell cards, eBay, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, uh, whatnot, so many great Starstock, ComC, awesome different platforms to buy and sell cards in. What What I did know to be true was that I couldn't anticipate that the card market, that the values or the demand would continue to be as strong or continue to go up like it did a year ago, you know, and like it was in the first year of the pandemic. I wonder how many years we'll be talking about that, but, but, uh, there's, there's a part where, man, it is fun talking about everything when it's making money and profitable and it's exciting and more people are getting into the hobby and, uh, what you bought for 20 bucks, you sold for 40, three days later, like that, that was a reality, man. And, uh, now it's just not. And so, one of the reasons I even launched this podcast was I thought, you know, it it would be sweet. In fact, I would listen to it. If one of you had started it instead, I would be listening to you every time you put an episode out. If it was just about basketball and basketball cards, I love dissecting and and speculating and, and watching the connection between how a player does on the court and what his card values could be or what they're becoming. And that is sometimes easy to observe or easy to notice the connection. Other times it's like, no, there's just market forces. (laughs) And a wave of buyers came in two years ago and a wave of buyers left about nine months ago. And so here we are still seeing a connection, still seeing profit, but also still enjoying cards, enjoying the uh, opportunities, the buying, the selling, the players that I love, cards that, that are just awesome looking, awesome to collect and to chase down and to build my own collection, build my own portfolio, which I sometimes refer to it as. So I don't know, what what's your deal? Are you a collector? You know, do you like a certain number of players that you just want to get some of their best cards or as many of them as you can? Or do you like having them for the getting the whole set? Are you a collector? Would you enjoy the hobby with or without money? I, I don't like that some people want to argue and say that collecting is better. And, you know, they, they, I, guess, I guess we need to realize there's huge pros to both collecting and investing. And like it or not, we're all putting some money into this. So it's it's only smart and responsible of us to think about, all right, well, what will these be worth in a month or a year or five years or 10 years? And, and will I buy something just because it's got, because if I just wanted a picture of LeBron James, I could print one off the internet, but you're buying a collectible and, uh, 
collectibles that are that are often limited edition that have a market value to them. You know, I could print pictures off <laughs> off the internet of LeBron James and try to sell them online and say, hey, this is a one of one and nobody's going to care. But if I say, hey, it's a 2019 LeBron James silver courtside select card, then then you're talking, okay, well, what condition is it? Like there's value in that, right? So whether you are a collector or an investor, the hope is that this will continue. I, I intend to, and at times I'm like cranking out four episodes a week, and at times it's like, where has he been? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, update on my part would be I've had, my wife had her uh, another reconstructive surgery three days ago. We had Christmas and New Year's. Uh, three of our family members got sick and were tested for COVID. Fortunately, we didn't have it. Unfortunately, we had something. So, so yeah, it's just been a a roller coaster twelve days for us. And I have not, unless you were with Hoops Plus. Excuse me, we did have one Hoops Plus episode that was fun to release there and talk about with you guys. Uh, but this is this is like my first episode here in maybe two weeks, and uh, that's not the norm. That is not the norm. There's there's things happening in the NBA every night. There's card news, card market deals, other podcasts that are bringing up great topics or releasing new products. And so, um, you know, to see the card ladder and slab stocks are merging together. Love it. Love it. Take the strengths of what card ladder does and merge that with the, the strengths of the, the slab stocks content and their platform. I think it's it's fantastic that you guys are working together. I recommend highly both of those and have had... Uh, people from their teams that you guys might know or have heard on their podcast had them as guests on our podcast early on, like last spring. So, and wow, to hear that Fanatics is buying tops, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. It's the natural follow-up to what uh, what happened last year with Fanatics getting the Major League Baseball license soon and the Major League, we don't call it Major League Football, NFL, baby, NBA. And so the idea... A lot of people are celebrating right now is that that fanatics, whether they keep it under the name Tops or whatever, that there there is the possibility of Tops Chrome basketball again and Tops Chrome football again and finest and and a lot of the products that you might see in the 2000s, like you know LeBron's Tops Chrome rookie 2003, some some cool opportunities they have in front of them to recreate and to retrofit and to release new products and and to do it. Uh, we'll see how they do it. You know, I mean, there's there's a thousand different ways they could function as a leader in this market. Fanatics, you know, how they want to sell. Do they want to use local dealers? Are they only working through certain Fanatics stores or online? And I don't know, man, uh, or woman. <laughs> I don't know how this is all going to play out. I just know that I'm here and that you're here. And I'm glad you're listening. We're going to talk current events, card deals that I'm seeing, Western Conference All-Stars, this was a bit easier list to make than the East. The East is still kind of in flux. Jalen Brown keeps uh, dominating and uh, Joel Embiid keeps staying healthy. So I guess those guys are going to be all-stars and knock one or two of my guys off. But hey, and today I just want to congratulate my uh, good friend that I've never met, Darius Garland, for getting uh, off of the protocol list and returning to action. I think tonight, yeah, against Memphis. Oh, yeah, it's a game I wish I was going to. Mm. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I want to do a, a, a few minutes on players that I'm buying, players that are hot. I'm not doing a who's hot, who's not, but maybe this is, I don't know. I just, everything I just said about Ja Morant, I'm uh, actually tonight going to look up more prices on his cards, and I, I like the idea of getting a Ja Morant. Net Marvels from 2019, a nice, uh, at least a PSA 8, but uh, those are great cards. I like Trey Young, and I cannot lie. What, 50, 59, 57 points? Everything I said about Ja, we could say about Trey in <clears throat> the next 10 years. You know, and what do you have? ton of assists. There's a player that um, his cards are way too cheap. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I even looked at some of the Starstock A you know, their, their version of mint and then the PSA nine and PSA tens. I know base cards are down, so maybe they'll stay down and affordable for a, for a while longer, but, but long-term guys, Trey Young, Ja Morant, it's hard to beat those two. Luka Doncic, but the guys that I'm looking to buy right now, it seems like when I talk with some of you or chat on the discord uh, a lot of guys are still relative bargains right now. And so to look for players, you know, I, I often talk about modern players, modern cards, which on one level you could say that's from, you know, I would say the beginning of LeBron's career on. So 2003 on is, is modern to me. Ultra modern, I would say, would be the last five years, the beginning of optic. You know, Prism's been around a little while. Uh, Mosaic, a lot of those. The, the, the boom, really, of producing cards with uh, 2018 and 19 and then 20 with uh, Luca and Zion, all those, all those rookies, and then the boom of the market that took that even further in value and the anticipation over those players. So a lot of those guys have high population counts of their cards that have been graded. I go after graded cards as much as I can lately, unless I get a real steal on a raw card that I think, you know, I'm going to hold on to that card and grade it in the future. But who am I buying right now? And I've, I've gone in, uh, let me just talk about a few purchases I've made the last, I'd say three weeks. I have bought a few nice recent wax boxes, just blaster boxes, nothing super expensive. But it's sort of putting some of my money where my mouth is or what I believe about 
the value of wax being a bit uh, a bit more stable or the you know you know the pop count is always going to be going down as people rip wax and you know if you buy wax where there's going to be five or six really great rookie cards available in those of players like I just named Ja Trey LaMelo you know all those guys uh, I want to build like a little wall of wax in my uh, man cave so so far I haven't opened any of them and we'll see how that goes but I bought a few boxes Optic and Don Russ of the last few years I think the Prism box is coming in the mail tomorrow but I've also been buying players that I've just noticed in the last 8 to 10 games in fact if you listen to Hoops and Cards I like to go to DougStats.com and see yeah, I look at the, the, the games every day and listen to updates. I listen to other podcasts. So I know what players are doing from night to night, but it helps me to see it like, okay, over a 10-game span, look at what this guy is doing. And that's when a guy starts to, in my opinion, become worth considering as a basketball card investment. When I see players that in maybe the beginning of the year, they didn't start so well and and uh, their card values have been beaten down. But if I were to mention names right now, like Karis LeVert and Pascal Siakam and Desmond Bain, a lot of you know Desmond Bain is hot, but how many of you know that Pascal Siakam has been averaging 23 or so points along with double-digit rebounds for the last eight to 10 games? And Karis LeVert, same, with more assists. And Desmond Bain, um, as much as I enjoy and still have skin in the game as far as Jaron Jackson goes, Desmond Bain might be taking that number two role as the second scorer in Memphis and just running away with it because he's he's good. He's really, really good. And so getting some deals on his rookies in Mosaic and Select and even Prism because people still don't realize... A lot, a lot of dealers, you guys, the only rookies they know from this year's class are like LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, and, you know, maybe Emmanuel quickly. But uh, Sadiq Bey is scoring points in bunches. Tyreek Maxey's still playing awesome. Tyrese. I said Tyreek. I'm thinking of my Kansas City Chiefs on my <laughs> fantasy football team. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I'm in my fantasy football championship. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So, um, uh... Even with Derrick Henry going down, I made it to the final. So this will be an interesting final week because players sit. So anyhow, guys, I'm looking at, I'm buying Tyrese Maxey, Darius Garland still, uh, Karis LeVert, Pascal Siakam, uh, Malik Monk. I think I mentioned him on a couple of podcasts. I like him as a Laker, now a starter, who's going to be a lot of their go-to as far as shooting, driving dish out to Malik Monk. He's playing well and has a lot more potential. I was not yet buying Anthony Simons, but I'm thinking about it. I'm not yet buying Kobe White, but I'm thinking about it. I'm not yet buying Cameron Johnson, but he's playing pretty well overall. Uh, definitely looking at Zach Levine and, um, you know, the value of his 2014 prism still kind of down. But uh, what guys are you investing or collecting? As we get new releases like this last year's mosaic and then the upcoming new season of hoops and Donruss. what players are you going to be chasing i mean we just saw that today josh giddy and franz wagner were named co-rookies of the month 
How nice of Evan Mobley to miss a week or a week and a half of games to let them <laughs> to let them have this little honor because Evan Mobley is a beast. He's so good. Uh, you know, I, I will be looking forward to getting his rookie cards in a Cavaliers uniform. What players right now, guys? Donovan Mitchell. Oh my. Kyrie coming back tomorrow night. Is that for real? Clay Thompson coming back Sunday. Is that for real? I don't like. They're not my favorite basketball players but obvious elite talents that are going to get a lot of attention how they return and what their teams do. I mean, these two teams could be on a collision course for the finals. Brooklyn and Golden State. And uh, so, you know, who are you looking at as far as investments go on those teams if you agree and think they're finals bound? I hope not because I don't like the arrogance I see on both of those teams. And both of those teams have been kind of like nemesis to my little Cleveland Cavaliers team. But... They're both loaded with superstars like Curry and Durant. They're loaded with potential future stars like Cam Thomas, Brooklyn, Jordan Poole. We kind of forget how well Andrew Wiggins is playing. Dude, Wiggins. I mean, just Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Mm. But what about other guys that around the leg are... I believe taking a next step in what they can do and who they are. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-mm-mm. From the logo! The logo! That's the only thing that counts, and I mean literally a logo shot. So I want to talk Western Conference All-Stars, and, and let me just... These are not people that I'm predicting will actually get in because, you know, this can be politics. This can be fans. This can be um, based on reputations rather than on actual performance this season. You know, there can be so many factors that uh, that work into this. But I'm going on what players do, I think, after, what, 35 games or so. You know, if all things continue for them, the 15 guys that I think should be or... I would vote, and I have voted on on NBA.com. Like, go vote, you know? But uh, the 15 guys that deserve it from the West, and it's a guard-heavy conference when it comes to their elite talent level. Guard-heavy. And each of these guys, I think when you hear their names, you'll be it'll be like a no-brainer. Like, yeah, well, of course, that guy is an all-star. But I want to throw in some things about how they're playing right now. And things that I see in their card market, card opportunities, what what I would recommend, or if I had money and someone said you need to you can, you can have three hundred bucks, but you got to go spend it on Steph Curry. What are you gonna do? Well, okay. So some ideas that way as far as what to invest in with each player uh, that I can do, and I you know if I. <laughs> I'm sort of trying to decide right now. Am I going to try to rattle off these 15 guys right now off the top of my head? Or am I going to go print out my notes app uh, entry where I actually have all 15 of their names and, you know, the guys that didn't make the team, the guys that are close to being all-stars, but not quite. On my list, I do remember these three for sure, that, that they are, boy, they're having great seasons, but barely made, sorry, barely missed the cut. And so you still need to know who they are. You need to know Russell Westbrook is playing well. I mean, maybe he's, maybe the Lakers aren't in first or 
top five in the West, but Russell Westbrook still averaging close to 19 points, nine assists and nine boards a game. That's still fantastic. Okay. Um, Whether he can make lots of outside shots or not, or if he's efficient or not, we all know he struggles in some of those areas of the game. And his comments about turnovers were pretty funny. If you heard the things he said, like he's, he's allowed to turn the ball over. Everybody turns the ball over. Why not? You know, taking it lightly, but Russell Westbrook did not make the cut and uh, also not making the cut. Anthony Davis obviously just hasn't played enough. And when he has played, it's been unimpressive. Um, DeJounte Murray. I hope I'm saying his name right. DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. Oh, my word. Uh, Candidate for most improved player of the year for sure. Uh, He's another guy who is putting up triple doubles. And I said Russ's stats. I might as well have just said Murray's stats are like 18, 8, and 8. And uh, I see him as, what is this, his third year or fourth year in the league? Fourth year in the league. Oh, dude. Sixth year in the league. Either way, I think it's his 2016 rookie that I've been looking at. That It's very hard to find a graded copy of a DeJounte Murray rookie, which has put, put those prices going up and up as people recognize this guy is, <laughs> this guy is a fantastic player. He's still young. And uh, he's on a team that's kind of growing together. The Spurs, yeah, I don't get to see them a lot because they're on the West Coast and they don't have a, a name-known per, uh, superstar per se. But DeJounte Murray is one of those guys who will probably wind up being an alternate to the All-Star game. And if, if they feel like they got to throw San Antonio a bone, he's their All-Star. He is. He's, he's doing really well. Another guy who just missed out on this is DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton playing well. You know, but he's missed some games and not playing well enough to be one of my front court six from the West. You know, um, does he have all-star potential? Of course, of course. And uh, he, he has stepped his game up when it's been needed. But DeAndre Ayton, in my mind, is not yet. Not yet an all-star and neither is De'Aaron Fox. Boy, that guy can play for a stretch of two or three weeks as if he's John Morant, Steph Curry... You know, name, start naming your Trey Young guys. Like, he, he can fill up the box score, but he's just been inconsistent. Sacramento's been bad, and his numbers are way down. I don't know what the deal is out there, but uh, De'Aaron Fox, not an all-star. Sacramento, you're not getting an all-star out of me. I, I don't know. I don't know why we would consider any of them. So so there's some guys, though, that, like, like they have all-star moments, but they just didn't make the team, Right. The guys that did make the team, we could start with some of the obvious backcourt guys. Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Devin Booker. I should just stop there, but I'm going to add Ja Morant. So there's six right off the bat of fantastic players. I, You know, the, the Suns are so good, and Chris Paul does everything for them. There's a lot that won't show up in the box score, but Chris Paul is definitely an all-star. And Devin Booker, another one that, uh, you know, he started slowly this year for him. He wasn't averaging 20 a game until, wow, he just been going nuts the last four weeks. So got to love him and his shooting percentages. I think he's a decent investment right now as the market being down still has his cards down, but the Suns are primed and little ready for another playoff run. They're building up their bench. They're building up the supporting cast. Like I said, Cameron Johnson. It's fun to see Cameron Payne. And, uh, you know, 
Mikhail Bridges, all the guys they're building around Booker and Paul. I think that's awesome. So Devin Booker, definitely in the All-Star game. Donovan Mitchell, holy cow. If you're not watching Donovan Mitchell and consider him a great buy, you need to go back and look at your card ladder. You need to look at what he is and, and how he's going to possibly put Utah in the one or two seed going into the playoffs. And when Utah's healthy, they are a finals contender. They have they have filled in some of their gaps, by the way, adding Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, and just another whole healthy year with Conley and uh, Bogdanovich. But, but Donovan Mitchell averaging close to 30 again. Uh, just killer instinct. He can take over. Yes, a three-level scorer. Totally an all-star. I think he's an all-star starter um, if I got to pick him. But I don't. And most people would probably pick Steph Curry and Chris Paul if you're going on, you know, respect your elders. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've also mentioned John Moran and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And I think SGA is a steal. Oh, my word. 25, 26, 28 a night lately and. Lots of assists, lots of boards. Love watching him play. Making big shot after big shot. And there are going to be moments this season, you guys, and you know this, you girls, as you listen or follow the NBA, you know Oklahoma City doesn't have a chance in heck of making the playoffs. But that means they're going to at times, you know, have their young star on full display leading this team and posting triple doubles or high numbers scoring-wise. Then there's going to be some nights where they just sit him out because... They can, and they want they want SGA to be awesome for 15 years, not just the next 15 weeks. So I love SGA. He's definitely an all-star with what he's doing this season. I've said enough about Ja Morant. That's a no-brainer. Damian Lillard didn't start out playing all-star-ish, but yikes, he has been fantastic the last month, and of course he's an all-star. He's Damian Lillard. 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 So I've remembered... Most of the all-star guards. Let me see if I can do that again. Steph Curry, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard. Did I say Damian Lillard? Oh, this is bad. I got, I got to go back to my notes. But I'm trying to remember the guys that I forgot in the backcourt. One of them would be Anthony Edwards, shooting guard. Yeah. Yeah, he makes it. And another one would be, uh, what team? Where am I going? It feels like another Texas team, but we all know Kevin Porter Jr. is not on the all-star team. It's Luka Doncic, because he's listed as a guard. Holy cow. I, I still view him as a small forward because he's so big, but he's listed as a point guard on all the, and he plays point guard. I get it. Even though Jalen Brunson, his biggest, biggest scoring sidekick lately is a point guard. Um, Luka's still listed on the ballot as a guard. So I believe I've just nailed all of them. Luca's prices are still down. In fact, if you look at Luca's Optic or Don Russ rated rookie from 2018 in a PSA 10, um, that's that's as low as it's ever going to get. And after I say that, I say, unless it goes lower. Unless people start to realize, look, a lot of us have still continued to put our money in numbered cards or parallel cards or silvers and we're not going for base PSA 10 so those might continue to go down excuse me I'm just saying long term and you have to decide what am I in long term for and what am I going to do short term with some of these guys you you need to have a strategy 
right? Some strategery. Did I forget anybody? One of you is laughing at me. You're like, dude, I can't believe you didn't mention D'Angelo Russell. No, he's not on the team. I can't believe you didn't say Jalen Brunson again. No, he's playing great, but no. Dude, what about... That's funny how your voice sounds like me with, uh, you know, nasty throat voice. All right, so I'm going to go take a look and see if I left any other guards off. Not Jordan Poole. Yeah, I'll be right back. Got to hurry. He'll step back three. All right, good news on that is that I did remember all the guards or the backcourt in the West. The bad news is this is a year where lots of players who we should be naming now as Western Conference All-Stars, they are, um, well, some of them are injured. Some of them are recovering, taking a while. And the guys that I would normally say in the front court, I mean, I would be saying Zion Williamson probably, right? I would be saying Kawhi Leonard. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Like how many, what is he, like a 12-time All-Star? He hasn't even been in the league 12 years and I'm saying that. Maybe he has. Anyway, there's some of the best players. Clay Thompson that uh, just aren't, they haven't played this season at all. And um, so that gives some opportunities to other guys, especially as we think about the West and here with the front court, because the six guys I am looking at as deserving all-stars, not DeAndre Ayton, you heard that already, not Jaron Jackson, so you know I'm not that biased, but I will say these names. I will say <clears throat> the guys that play mostly center-ish would be Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic. Now, both of these guys are having phenomenal seasons. I've seen them on top 10 lists for the MVP. I don't know about that because there's lots of guys on the list for MVP. But the Joker is putting up MVP numbers yet again. And will he get my MVP vote? I think he deserves a lot more credit as, a, as an elite player. And look at all of those assists for a big man. Look at the shooting. Look at the just consistency. You know what you're going to get from him. He's the reason Denver is not terrible. (laughs) And uh, they've won a lot of games that they shouldn't have, I'd say, because of him. So the Joker is, that should be an all-star starter and an MVP candidate again. Rudy Gobert is everything you'd want in an elite defender as a big uh, even though he got exposed a little bit in the playoffs for not being able to come out and cover Terrence Mann. <laughs> I think we I think we all went a little overboard on our Terrence Mann love, but the kid has potential. My point is, uh, Rudy's still an awesome defender. And it's not only that, he's, I think he's still leading the league. I almost went falsetto. I think he's still leading the league in rebounds. Like, my man is 15 or 16 boards a game. So I would love to have him on my fantasy team where blocks and rebounds make a massive difference. And he's one of the few guys you can count to be elite with numbers in those areas. But the rest of the front court, we're really looking at wing players that can play three, four, and five. And 
So Lakers, LeBron James, Clippers, Paul George, although dude got to get healthy, right? He may be falling off this list at some point. Brandon Ingram. Wow. There's, there's a player, you know, I talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander. Well, Brandon Ingram is 25, five and five and doing a lot for, it'll be fun to see when he finally gets to be on a winning team. And maybe it's he and Zion become that. Maybe it's he has to leave after this next contract. Maybe it's New Orleans trades him to Cleveland for Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, and two picks. Hint, hint, people, throw in whatever you need to to make that happen, Cavs. My my thing is, I love Brandon Ingram's game. 2016 Optic Hollow, uh, 2016 Prism, PSA 10 or PSA Silver, 9 or 10. Love all the Brandon Ingram cards, just not on a winning team right now, but still playing like like a, like a veteran who has multiple All-Star games in his not too distant future. And then and then we should really talk a bit about Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, how long is this guy going to be in Minnesota? Minnesota because he is wow. I mean, he's another guy that's had some MVP Respect on his name over the last, you know, three months. I didn't realize what a great outside shooter Carl Towns is. I knew he was a good defender. I knew he's a good rebounder. But he just does everything. And even though it's kind of strange that Minnesota has two all-stars in my book, you're gonna, I'm not going to find a better pair right now going than Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man, and Carl Towns. Carl Towns rookies, you guys, like a select 2014 Carl Towns rookie PSA 9 for like, I don't know, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. These are cards that are scarce and compared to a lot of the ultra modern and not nearly graded as much. So go check those out. LeBron James, just about any LeBron silver card you can buy right now at a decent or down price. With a lot of these guys, while the prices are down, I do want to get into graded cards, especially. I want to get into, uh, you know, saving money wherever I can. And if it's a LeBron, even last year's Prism Silver PSA 9, you can get that for $50 or $60, even if you have to pay 100 It used to be 300 at one point. I know we're not going way up, way fast again, but these cards have more value than they're going for. So LeBron James rookies are down. And I don't know if that's just the hobby is exhaling, you know, continually and just getting into the, the rising young stars like LaMelo and Anthony Edwards. But I'm saying there are deals on, I, I, you, know, you could say LeBron, but Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, we're talking about two probable Hall of Famers. If you disagree with Paul George, go look at his career so far and uh, realize how much he has to go. Long way to go. I think Paul George is going to... Kawhi Leonard for sure is going to be a Hall of Famer. And you you and I will wish we had invested in those guys in their early years. Paul George, like a 2000... I want to say 2011 Donruss rookie. PSA 10s are hard to find. Kawhi Leonard, even though he's not officially an all-star, he would have been had he played, right? So I got to recommend some of his cards, the 2012... Uh, Prism. That was that's one of the best cards in that whole class, in that whole year, as they say. So that that rounds out the Western Conference All Stars. Did I say all the big men? 
the, the, the front court, LeBron, Paul George, Carl Towns, Brandon Ingram, the Joker, and I had another center, and oh, you guys know it, Rudy Gobert, yay. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Well, everybody, that has been another episode of Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host. Fun to go through the uh, Western Conference All-Stars with you, especially now that it's uh, the end of a a wonderful Tuesday here in the NBA. I got to see Ja Morant in the last few minutes uh, steal a game from Cleveland. So Ja Morant is on fire, you guys. And Anyhow, grateful that you're with us. If you want to join Hoops Plus, that is more content, more podcasts opportunity for prizes and really just to support the show thank you all those that have already joined but if you'd like to join uh now is a great time to jump in the beginning of the year and you would go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe or you can check out the show notes i've got other stuff there for you some resources i'd recommend for collectors and investors but yeah let's get after it let's have a great year if you have any questions message me at hoops and cards on instagram and look forward to seeing you in an upcoming or seeing you connecting with you in upcoming episodes. Have a great week. Got to get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's gone. Hold on to your butts.